Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work, and that with the right structure, support, and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify, and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching. Day 20 and today's revision by Hayley is all about the nervous system. Absolutely and we're diving into the central nervous system, yep. peripheral nervous system, understanding how this impacts you as a fit pro. Completely and it's one of those topics which I think is kind of daunting mm. for certainly at level two because you know you get into the industry or you get into fitness or you sign up to your course and you've had this your own experience of fitness and all of a sudden you open up to this massive manual or log on to your clunky online learning with another provider and it's like, why do I need to know the nervous system? Like, at what point? Will I ever this, use this? Will, do I, will I ever <laughs> use this? And it's one of those topics that I think a lot of people bang their head against the brick wall with. One reason why I think people find it really tricky is because it's so inside us. Like, when you look at an image of a nerve... We're you talking about something that, if you so take... Tiny. But in a minute, we're going to talk about the axon, for example, as yeah. part of the nerve. Now, that's... The, the thickness of that is uh, four times smaller than a human hair. Oh, wow. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like, a little bit of general knowledge there. That will not come up in your exam. <laughs> no. <laughs> but inside your level two exam, level three, okay, there's eight modules. And mm. one of those modules is the nervous system. So if we take the uh, general rule of thumb around, around the number of exam questions across all training providers and awarding bodies, it's roughly 40 to 50 questions. Yeah. Okay, for your anatomy yeah, exactly. exam. So you can, you can expect, expect kind of three to five. Close, so I'm going to say five to eight questions. Cool. So it could be as low as, say, three, but it yeah. could be as high as eight because yeah. different papers have more of one topic than another. Yeah. Okay, so you could go through all of this module and only get three questions, but you could go through all of this module and get eight questions. So either way, you need to understand and know it in depth at now, level two and at level three. Now, here's the thing. The new syllabus, which I'm going to say the vast majority of training providers are now transitioning over to at level two and three, yeah. combine anatomy and principles together. Yes. And so this is where this revision bike comes in incredibly useful on our revision boot camps because we're talking about anatomy and physiology in relation to exercise. Oh, and how you apply and that how knowledge. You apply it. And that's what the new syllabus is really gearing towards is the application of this knowledge Okay, and linking the two together. Yeah, and because nerve system, like I said a moment ago, is so inside us, we think, oh, well, I'll never need to know that. It's not like a muscle that you can see, yeah. that you can only go, oh, yeah, I can imagine that moving when I move. Whereas the nervous system, we actually use in every movement we do, well, yet we don't think about it because well, we don't see it. And we don't have control over it as such. There's parts of it we do, but as an, as an overarching... So much of it's autonomic. So much of it's autonomic. And autonomic means... Uh, automatic. Automatic. without us having to think about it, thankfully. Completely. So right now, as you're listening to this, I'm coming through your ears, and yeah. Hayley is, okay? And that's placing a stress on your body. Yeah. And your uh, peripheral nervous system and various receptors are dealing with this information, telling the brain what to do. And it's making changes to your... Uh, to the your things ears, that you might visualise come out, visualize, actions that you might do, your change, knowledge, your heart everything. rate, your blood pressure. Okay, so at the moment I even talk about exams, okay, mm. you could have a a 
response, a nervous response, which increases your blood pressure without you having any control over yeah. that. And so, and even by listening, you end up almost switching off other senses yes. and just paying attention to what we're talking about rather than the fact that you're washing up or that Precisely. you're out walking. And before you know it, you're like, I didn't remember walking that bit. But then and you, your body blanks out certain things where it's filtering and just focusing on certain and information. That's what the, that's what the central nervous system and nervous system is doing. It's filtering information. So you might be listening to this whilst walking and your focus is on our voices and you might uh, step on uh, an awkward cobble, for yeah. example, and now you've got sensation and discomfort and pain down there. And now the focus is all on, say, your right ankle and not on us talking. Yeah, and you miss a bit. And you miss a bit. And so your central nervous system is dealing with, it's never switched off. 24-7, 365 every second, it is working at a gazillion miles an hour and to thankfully. deal with every bit of information from touch, taste, smell, uh, sight. Working our organs. Working our organs. <laughs> and Making sure digestion happens, how we respond to the environment around us. So many different things are a result of an autonomic response, yeah. whereby, thankfully, we don't have to think about our heart beating or and, our digestion happening. And yet we take this for granted. <laughs> yeah. And this is where we have to learn all of the parts to play with the whole. Mm. Okay, it comes back to you as a... Just like in, in the skeletal system, we learned that we were a human x-ray machine. Yeah. Now we're really talking about the selection of exercises and the stressors we put on our body, not just in the actual session of sets, reps, tempo, time and overload and progressive overload, but the amount of rest between sessions, okay, um, frequency of training, yeah. looking at plateau, adaptability, specificity, bringing all those components and principles the back. The complexity of training. The complexity of training, the demand of training, am I overtraining? Because all the time, training is a stressor on the body. Just like smoking cigarettes or a legal drug, a, a substance abuse, yeah. is, is a stressor. Your work emails is a stressor. Your kids are a stressor. Training is an equal stressor. And every time we train, whether that's cardio or resistance or anything else yeah. in between, whenever you're training, you're always stimulating the nervous system. Completely. So you get loads of adaptations based on the stress you just put on it to adapt the nervous system so as well. So here's the big question. If I've got a client that wants to get a PB half marathon, what is the total level of stress on the nervous system, the central nervous system and the peripheral nervous system throughout the, let's say we want to do it in sub two hours. Yeah. What level of stress on the <laughs> central nervous system is there? And what is my client's current status? And how do I now stress my client's nervous system in the next 12 weeks to meet the demands of race day. Wow. And that's why we need it's to... It's about dealing with stress. Dealing with stress. Because one of the things we're going to talk about shortly, and we can kind of open it up with this, would be um, proprioceptors. Mm. So what is a proprioceptor? So proprioceptor is a sensation that's happening from inside the body, basically. So a receptor is whereby you're, you've got a signal um, that is being collected. That's the receptor point. Yeah. It's receiving a signal. But a proprioceptor includes things like your muscle spindles, and your Golgi tendon organ, which are inside those and muscles. That, and those creating... two are working with the tension and the length of the muscle. Yes. So if I'm now running this race, okay, and I'm running, let's just say test week on week one. Yeah. Okay. My body or my client's body is capable of, 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 of moving at a particular pace for a particular time and duration. Yeah. Okay. And now the client's body is 
sending all of these messages from these proprioceptors, okay, but it's feeling through the shoes, through the treadmill, through the floor, so a lot of feedback, through the right? back to the back to the brain. Yeah. And on that every step level of stress is accumulating to the heart rate, accumulating to breathing rate, accumulating to cardiac output. Blood the, uh, circulation to certain you muscles. You name it. Energy The systems, central nervous system. Hormone is, release. Is, is governing <laughs> all, is the, is the umbrella to all of the other physiological and anatomical occurrences. Which is just amazing. And, like, and then you add on to that the environmental triggers for this race. Yep. Let's just say now you've got like crowds cheering. You've got 500 people around you. You're looking at the you. time yeah. on your watch. Yeah. The stress goes up. Perfect. It's all a nervous response. It's a total nervous response. And it's a nervous breakdown as well, isn't it? And <laughs> but so... you can easily overlook the nervous system and end up just looking at the other things like, oh, energy system, I can imagine that affecting it. Completely. And not think about that every step the, or every heartbeat, every step, every muscle contraction, every hormone release, every kind of possible grain of energy that that client gets has to go via your nervous system. Yes. So well, you've got like a million transactions so to one thing. Completely. So you've got, you've got a gazillion bits of information coming in from proprioceptors. Then you've got things called mechanoreceptors, which deal with touch, which deal with pressure, which deal with sound waves. And you've mentioned if your client's in a race and in the pen on the gun on the start yeah. line, they've got all these different sounds. They can feel the sensation between their shoe and their feet and the touch of the other person as they get close. And then usually for me in that starting pen, needing to go to the toilet, which is actually another part of your uh, nervous system, yeah, which is like called that. your enteric nervous system, which deals with the bowel yeah. and your digestive. So it was actually almost three, three nervous systems. Okay, yeah. and so all of this information is now going back to the brain. Okay, and we've got a small acronym called ACE. Yeah. Okay, so that's sending an afferent message back to the brain. So from the receptor to the brain to the brain and then c of ace is central nervous system so your central nervous system is your spinal cord and your brain yeah and that's kind of the epicenter of dealing with all of this information and making and it interprets the an information. interpretation yeah and then it's sending an efferent message back to the relevant parts of the body to make anatomical and physiological changes yeah. so let's say for example the client moves awkwardly okay and something happens at a joint, okay? The lacks lacks agility, balance, or coordination. Perfect. Okay. Let's Hence just why say we the, do motor skills, which is why it's part of a component of fitness. Let's just say the ankle rolls. The ankle rolls right. in. Okay, cool. We send an afferent message to the brain. The brain says, "Well, something's not quite right at this joint. The proprioceptors, the Golgi tendon organs, the muscle spindles all appear to be stressed right now." I interpret that as an ouch. I interpret that as an ouch. That was not comfortable. <laughs> It sends an efferent message back to the various muscles and joints around that site that's, that's um, Making hindered. it go out. Yep. <laughs> and we now activate other muscles to correct the alignment of the foot. Yeah, and bring okay. back. And maybe a whole host of cascade It might events. make you kind of hop on the other leg for a moment. It might make you um, secrete more uh, stress-related hormones. Whereby you now have inflammation and now the... You look down at your, your twisted ankle and it looks blue and black and it's a balloon. <laughs> yeah. Do you see it's, All of that. it's a cascade effect. And some of that is in a microsecond that happens before you could even imagine the reaction you could have from yeah. your ankle, which is why you need to train those motor skills of that balance, Perfect. coordination and agility um, so that you can improve that 
automatic reaction. The more that you get used to... To get optimal performance. Yeah, the more you get used to changing direction, the more you get used to balancing on one foot. It's of no surprise when it happens in real life. It's easier because you've trained it. Completely. It it reminds me, actually, I I was out walking with a client uh, a few weeks back now, quite a while ago, um, outside of lockdown. And anyway, it was quite uneven ground. And I went up a step and I tripped over. And I caught myself almost mid-air. Wow. And my client said to me, he goes, bloody hell no, like that was impressive. <laughs> okay. And it was a quite, I was like, how on earth did I not fall over? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it was quite, I wouldn't say it was funny, but it, it kind of is funny in retrospect because me and my client were laughing about it the other day as we remember it. About five minutes later, he almost did the exact same thing, but ended up on his butt. Yeah. Okay. The difference and, in the reaction times. And we talked about the difference there, about the nervous system. And he was like, well, how come you were able to do it? And how come I wasn't able to do it? And we talked about the nervous system and how... That training the motor skills, reaction precisely. times, balance, coordination, yes. understanding that agility. And if you've trained it, it's easier and quicker. You, almost, you don't have to think, I'm yes. going to put my foot there. Because I've already trained it. If your client hasn't trained Which it... Which is said. Specific yeah. adaptations within both yeah. demand. Whereas if your client hasn't trained it and isn't used to moving fast, he's on his bum before his brain even knows what happened. So I just said the word said. Well, you talked about that in a previous yes. revision bite. So if this is your first dose of the... Uh, fit Pro Sessions Revision Bite throughout all of February there's one every day and I really stress you go and listen to all of them, all of them. at some point <laughs> because it will top up your knowledge massively yeah so let's deep dive then so we've talked about like ACE and afferent and afferent deep didn't we yeah let's just talk about the central nervous system now okay kind of level two and pull then bridge, back into pull like back in. the, the organization of the nervous system yeah, so you've I got, think. And, and imagine a tree now because mm. we're going to go down these various branches throughout the different nervous system so you've got your central nervous system which is your brain and your spinal cord now your brain is like the most sophisticated computer <laughs> this planet has ever seen yeah it's amazing it's dealing with information it's interpreting information and it's a constant decision maker and consequently, it requires a constant supply of, of energy, predominantly uh, glucose, glucose, okay, and oxygen. And it's constantly switched on. Even when you're sleeping, your brain is constantly firing, yeah. okay? Because it's dealing with... Well, all the stuff that you can't even think about is yes. dealing with. Yeah, which overnight would be, just very simply, would just be the heart, heart digestion, breathing. And it's also breathing. downloading all that information that yes. you learn over during the day, all so this revision. first up, give yourself a break. Yeah. <laughs> give yourself a break. The your brain's doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. Your spinal cord now is housed by the uh, vertebra, so yep, your and cervical and protected by, by your spinal column, which would be your cervical spine, thoracic spine, lumbar spine. And that would be your the the passage of these of this information coming back to the central nervous system yeah exactly we then go into into the peripheral nervous system so you've got the central nervous system which is your brain and your spinal cord but the peripheral nervous system is basically everything else so (laughs) (laughs) nicely summed up it's basically what neil just didn't say (laughs) it's the spinal nerves that come off the spine uh, off that spinal cord you've got some nerves and then you've also got they branch out into more bigger nerves other nerves that come off even more nerves and nerves and nerves and so nerves. basically every component of your body yeah uh, from organ soft tissue ligament uh, connective tissue skin skin is infiltrated with uh, a neural with a neural pathway and yeah. so your peripheral nervous system constantly breaks down from this big branch which would be the the tree trunk which would be your um spinal cord into like 
unquantifiable numbers of nerves and nerve endings because it needs to be able to sense every minute change in any part of the body. Yeah, and rather than it being one long nerve, it means that we've got smaller nerves that basically all join up to each other. So you can have loads of different variations of something happening. So for example, if you were to touch your thumb to your little finger, that's a different signal than what needs to take place to touch your thumb to your middle finger. So it needs to be this infinite number of possibilities of all the different coordinations we can do across our entire body. So in order to do that, one nerve must join up to like five, 10, 20, a thousand other nerves. Yeah. And it literally all branches off. So you can imagine this would just be a nightmare because to map, wouldn't your, it? Your, yeah, completely. <laughs> because your brain wants to be able to um, recruit only the number of nerves required yeah. for any particular action. I'm not just talking about a muscular action. I'm talking about only the nerves required for um, a hormone, the, a hormone reaction. to reaction, for um, an organ to do its job, for the stomach to um, digest. digest. It only will recruit what's needed, which would be Wolf's Law, which is what we learn in level two. Yeah, okay? all or none. All or none law. And so you've got your peripheral nervous system, and your central nervous system. And then the peripheral nervous system breaks, breaks down, down again into two sections. These sections, you've got the somatic nervous system and you've got the autonomic Complete. nervous system. Somatic means the ones that we can voluntarily control, like things like, oh, I want to bend my elbow. Um, the things that we have the control over, um, which is usually our skeletal muscles. Yes. And then on the other side, you've got autonomic. Now, these are the things that happen automatically. So that includes things like uh, understanding your heart rate, your digestion, all of that is inside autonomic. And then autonomic nervous system breaks down again into two more different So let's areas. just pause there. So we had central nervous system, because this is the confusing part, I think. Yeah. So we've got central nervous system, brain and spinal cord. Yeah. One. Yeah. Number two, we could go um, peripheral nervous system. Yes. Okay, so the peripheral nervous system is everything else, as yeah. you said. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay, everything else, <laughs> other than the brain and spinal cord. Yeah. Now we can break that down again into... Somatic. Somatic and autonomic. And yeah. somatic was this voluntary where we have direct control, such as, I want to do a biceps curl. Yeah, yeah? exactly. Okay, which you said was predominantly... Of musculoskeletal. Musculoskeletal. Okay, and then we've got autonomic, which was outside of our All control. Invidual, involuntary stuff. Involuntary stuff such as digestion, breathing, and so forth. Yeah. Cool. And now we can break down again into two more parts, and this is under the autonomic? Yes. Cool. So for autonomic, you've got two different sections. One parasympathetic and one sympathetic. I'm going to start with sympathetic. Yeah. Sympathetic is basically your fight or flight, whereby you um, you have a, a stress hormone release, whereby it encourages you to get ready for action. So this get ready for action. <laughs> <laughs> it prepares the energy system. It, it's whenever you get a stress to your body, um, it prepares your energy systems. It like dilates dilates your pupils. It increases your heart rate. Increases blood flow to I the think, muscles. I think it's good a good approach to that so in fact you carry on so you've got fight okay with fight and flight fight and flights which was under the sympathetic sympathetic I, yeah so i will say now so a good way of that is i think we've all been in a situation in the car where you've um uh, maybe had to break quickly for a traffic light or it was a near miss oh yeah okay and, your heart skips a beat. and all of a sudden <laughs> Within literally like a second or two, you feel your heart pound, mm. okay? And you feel really alert and your eyes dilate and you're like, 
suddenly there's like sensory overload. Yeah. Suddenly you're able to like <clears throat> zone out from the radio and you'll be able to hear everything around you and you're ready for action. Yes. Okay. Or perhaps you... This all automatically happens via the sympathetic nervous system. Completely. Yeah. It's got you ready for action. Yeah. Okay. And then the other side of it is parasympathetic. And I like to see that, remember this is like a parachute brings you down to earth. It's about resting and digesting basically. So it prepares you to recover. Yeah. So you've got the sympathetic, which gets you all riled up. And then you've got your parasympathetic, which brings you back down and recovers and allows that replenishment so you can go again which would be a principle of training which we had shreds which was um which um, was about recovery which yeah. was sleep hormones um eat uh, sorry rest, rest eat, eat drink drink and um, sleep, and sleep. sleep. Yeah. okay we had our shreds <laughs> early on in one of us one of the revision bikes yeah and so that's what the parasympathetic is all about isn't it it's about yeah. actually finding recovery. space for recovery and allowing our entire nervous system to actually uh, not not switch off. You're never going to switch off, no. but to actually find some space and and replenish. Yeah, I like the the phrase of this rest and digest. Rest and I digest. Nice. Otherwise, you get neural overload mm. and you start to short circuit. Okay? <laughs> it's like great, great to do a point on your on your laptop where you've you've got so many tabs open. It just freezes. It just freezes. <laughs> now, if you've got too many things, that's what stress is. Is in life. If you've got too many things open, too many tabs open on your on your day, yeah. you start to. Uh, lose your step, lose it, don't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you start to freeze. But it shows about modern day stress yes. is the sympathetic that's building up over time, over time, over time. We just keep building up. Whereas, which is the equivalent of opening a new tab without yeah. closing the last one. Whereas, like a prehistoric <laughs> stress would be right. I'm going to run away from the saber toothed tiger. I'm going to hide in the cave. Oh look, he's gone now. I can then, go back out. <laughs> then you rest and digest, and that whole stress is gone. So that you're ready to go and do that again. But we haven't evolved in We've like, not rested. We've we not, just keep We've not evolved tabs. since the saber-toothed tiger days yeah. from our nervous system perspective. So we're still um, a, a cyborg so, so, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, every... walking around expecting a saber-toothed tiger. <clears throat> Excuse me, but the saber-toothed tiger is never going to show up. What does or show up... Or it never disappears. Or it never disappears. What does show up is the next... Costa coffee or the next training session. Or the fact that the kids need to get somewhere quicker than you thought or that your work has increased the deadline or that your finances were, aren't and where you so thought. so we constantly open a gazillion tabs on our computer mm. and we're not closing them off. And that's what the difference between parasympathetic and sympathetic is. And that balance between the two. They're like Super. antagonists and we need them both. Yes. We've gone into a lot, a of, lot, of, a lot of detail. <laughs> but I don't think we've jumped into the detail enough so tomorrow's revision bite will build upon a nervous system where we break down the the, the, structure, of a the neuron? structure of a neuron and we look at the axon the dendrite and the cell body and what they're responsible for because we've talked about like proprioceptors meccano receptors afferent and efferent messages um enough but we haven't in my opinion answered in, uh, in detail yeah so let's do the structure the nervous, of a neuron on the next and what one. is the nervous system yeah. in more detail so for now, jump into the inner circle. Let us know what your big takeaway has been. Let's use hashtag nervous system. Hashtag nervous system. Uh, let us know what your big takeaway has been from today. I think it's been very much about the why we need to know it. It's added mm. context, I suppose. Yeah, really good. And then join us tomorrow for day 21 where we jump back into the nervous system and more into the specifics. But until then, have a great day and we'll see you later. Bye. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity and coach clients with confidence. 
We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.